You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! It is Thursday. Welcome to the show, everybody. The SportsJourney.com radio network on the air. Once again, it's the Bob Matthews Podcast. I am your host, and I'm glad you're here with us. Don't forget, you can get us not just at sportsjourney.com, but iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Getting ready for Baltimore. The Ravens coming into FedEx Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. Big show today. We got our weekly stock report letting you know who's up. As far as Washington goes, yeah, there are some movers to the plus side this week. We're going to go into that in a couple of minutes, as well as hear from defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. reason we are hearing from Del Rio today is because, once again, Ron Rivera uh, missed the press availability, uh, feeling some side effects from the chemotherapy treatment from earlier in the week. That is what we got from Del Rio. Your injury report today, it's looking a little bit better in some areas and then concerning in others. Steven Sims did not practice today. Chase Young, of course, did not practice. Cole Holcomb, Morgan Moses were limited in practice. So is Terry McLaurin popped up on the injury report today. We'll hear from Del Rio on that, although it's not much. Ryan Anderson also limited. Or no, Ryan Anderson was a full go today, as was Ryan Kerrigan. And Sadiq Charles, full participant today. That could be interesting because we have seen the left tackle position with Jerron Christians a little bit leaky right now. If Sadiq Charles is a full go this weekend and he dresses, you wonder how long before we might see him in the game. Dontrell Inman, who was injured Sunday, it was also um, a full practice today. All right. Uh, first, though, we got to get going here with our weekly stock report, as we always do on a Thursday. Who's up? who is trending to the positive for you guys in burgundy and gold. Cue the dramatic music. Uh, Money never sleeps and neither does the weekly stock report. Despite the 15-point loss to Cleveland, we got some movers and shakers, including three, as always every week, that are moving to the upside. So, our first... Stock that is going up this week that you need to be bullish on. Bye, bye, bye! And we're going to start with Montez Sweat, Chase Young's running buddy on the defensive line. Conventional wisdom, I got to say, on last year's first-round pick, 2019, was meh, eh, not bad, not great, but not bad. It was nice. His performance last year was nice. This year, much, much better start. Uh, Sweat has benefited from obviously playing opposite Chase Young weeks one and two, but showed his real value against Cleveland last week. Chase goes out with the groin injury, and Montez dominates the defensive side of the ball. One sack, two and a half tackles for a loss, three tackles solo, and if that's not enough, maybe most importantly, because that's what you want to see. This is what you want to see in a defensive end is speed. He ran Baker Mayfield down 
from the opposite side of the field, th- forced him to throw the ball away on one play. It drew an intentional grounding penalty. Now, a- a- Ron Rivera praised Sweat after the game. He says the potential, once Chase Young gets healthy again, with those two is sky high. And I think he's absolutely right. I mean, they could be terrors on that side of the ball because you can only double team and chip so many defensive players. It's gonna, it's gonna pay dividends if if Montez Sweat continues this kind of growth. Again, much bigger challenge for him this week. Not only will Chase Young not be out there, but uh, Lamar Jackson a little bit of a, a faster target to hit than Baker Mayfield. Still, Montez Sweat's going up this week. Isaiah Wright is number two on our list headed up to the positive. Now, it is no secret, I don't think, to any of us that Washington desperately, desperately, desperately needs another threat to go with Terry McLaurin. Uh, Dontrell Inman, of course, catching two touchdown passes last week. That's great. Uh, Terrific. And let's hope that he shows up on film with the Ravens and they show him some attention. Uh... But he is a short-term solution. Now, right as a rookie, he only had 24 yards last week, but he did that on four catches. That's the good part. He had six targets, caught four of them. That builds confidence with a quarterback. Uh, By the way, those six targets were tied for second most on the team, so he's getting open. Also made a really nice play in the first quarter, and I've been talking about this all week. He turned into a defensive back, broke up an interception, And those are the kind of things that catch the attention of the coaching staff when they look for a spark on offense. They say, hey, this guy plays to the whistle on each and every snap. Combine that with a nice run on an end around that was called back because of a holding call. Isaiah Wright has seen his stock going up this week. And number three on the list for those that are going up, Jonathan Allen. Now, uh, I know Jonathan Allen has been here for a while. In fact, take out Ryan Kerrigan, who we always think of as an outside linebacker anyways. That makes Allen the senior member of the defensive line. And in this new 4-3 scheme, he gets overlooked sometimes, but did not get overlooked against the Browns. Nine total tackles, seven tackles solo, one sack, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, He has been absolutely thriving with the depth that the defensive line has, and he can get a break every now and again. Of course, that's going to be tested this week without, you know, uh, Matt Ioannidis there in the in the middle. But it's one of those things where they're going to be dependent on Jonathan Allen now to pick it up even uh, a little more because of the fact that they don't have Ioannidis uh, in the middle of the line. Bye, bye, bye! And finally, let's give an honorable mention this week to Antonio Gibson. I know I have been on the Antonio Gibson train since uh, training camp, but he is quickly becoming the head of this running back by committee, the CEO, if you will. Nine rushes, 49 yards, one touchdown. Now, that's not going to get you a huge amount of fantasy points, but he ran hard, broke some tackles, broke one run for 13 yards, added three catches. Running game in general, you can say, is going up stock-wise. 22 carries, 103 yards, one touchdown. Not the best in the league, but certainly not the worst either. So there you go, your three movers to the upside and one honorable mention. All right, time to go out to Ashburn now for practice. As I said earlier, Jack Del Rio is handling all the questions today. Ron Rivera 
was at practice and was running most everything in practice, but did not come in to talk to reporters. Uh, Del Rio saying that he just didn't feel well after practice. Uh, you starting to get the feeling that the, um, the chemotherapy treatments are probably starting to catch up with him, and it's probably more important he's on the sidelines game day um, than to be in the media room after practice. Nevertheless, uh, we were able to talk with uh, the defensive coordinator today, and one of the first things he did was update us, in fact, on uh, why Rivera wasn't there today. He said he just wasn't feeling good after practice, but he doesn't feel Del Rio or, you know, Ron for that matter, that it is hurting their preparation um, for Baltimore or any other team this year because of the fact that they have these protocols in place and had them in place before the season should this just this type of situation arise. Well, I think, um, you know, he's provided a pretty good blueprint for us to work from. And uh, so I think, you know, coaches basically – you know, carry on. And, um, you know, for him personally, I mean, obviously he's dealing with something that's, uh, that's, that's a big challenge. And like, like everything he's done in his life, he's, you know, facing it head on and giving it everything he has. And, um, and so, you know, it's a battle. I mean, he's battling right now. And so he's tough as tough as can be and, uh, you know, doing, doing what he can. And then as coaches and players, you know, we just have to do everything we can, uh, to carry on the, the, the message and the things that we know he's about and and, uh, and make sure we're doing a good job with it. After that, it turned to prep for the Ravens this weekend. Obviously, one of the things, and today is is kind of Del Rio's uh, day to talk with reporters, which is why you didn't hear a lot of this yesterday. Uh, one of the first things he addressed is the depth on the interior of the defensive line, which is obviously going to get tested this week. Not a great week for it to get tested, considering the fact that Lamar Jackson is here. But Tim Settle is now in the starting lineup in place of Matt Ioannidis, who is out with a torn bicep for the rest of the year. Nothing nothing different. Just recognizing, you know, um, who he's going to be playing against, uh, what his what his job is. His keys are, you know, and I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, him getting an opportunity is what it's about. So, um, you know, it's next man up. I, I tried to stay away from that cliche yesterday, but that's what it is. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to have the next guy ready and uh, he's played some and he's played in a backup role and he's going to continue to play in a support role, but his numbers should increase. So I know he's excited about the possibility. Uh, of course, stopping the Ravens, well, two words, Lamar Jackson. Uh, again, yes, no, I know he is not the only weapon they have. You've got Mark Ingram. You've got a great group of wide receivers. But let's face it, the whole thing begins and ends with Lamar Jackson. And Jack talked a little bit about what it's going to take to contain a Ravens offense that you know is going to be more than just a little bit salty after what happened against Kansas City on Monday night. Yeah, I mean they've well they've got all of that. They've got you know speed at speed at receiver. They've got uh, a tight end they really love throwing the ball to. Uh, very productive guy. Uh, they've got a big old offensive line, and um, you know they mix their personnel. So there are a lot of challenges. I mean it's a it's triple option football. I mean it's you know you need to have your bases covered. Uh, these guys uh, they they present a lot of different things with with uh, formations and and shifts and motions and. And personnel groupings, and then they're, they're running some some triple option, which you don't see every day in the NFL. So uh, it, it's it presents a lot of challenges. We're working hard to get them dialed in and, and be be ready to compete on Sunday. 
And one of the things everybody's going to have to do is stay at home because that, that is really the, the only way uh, you, you can beat a, a triple option offense. Well, you know, main, get control of the line of scrimmage and stay at home. Play your responsibilities and trust your teammates to play theirs. All right, last one for today. Obviously, we all know Baltimore coming in. The Ravens coming in a huge favorite in this thing. In fact, the last time I checked the point spread, I think they are a 13-point road dog right now. You want to have a chance in this one, if you're a Washington fan, uh, turnovers, plain and simple. Dwayne Haskins can't turn it over in the red zone or before the end of the first half. And you got to force some uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Turnovers come in bunches. We work on it. Uh, turnover Thursday is a big day of emphasis for us. And um, and so you should have seen our presentation this morning. It was really simple. Uh, but, uh, no, it's an emphasis every week. And, um, you know, we're looking for them constantly. So, yeah, I'd like to get like to get back on track. Obviously, uh, you know, being, being down on the turnover uh, ratio is not a good thing. So, we're looking to create them. We, we were successful the first two weeks, and, and, and we need to create them as we go throughout the season. Turnover is going to be the name of the game this weekend. All right, that is Jack Del Rio, and this is our outro music. Make the clock on the wall, so we got to get on out of here. Glad you were with us today. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Remember, catch us at sportsjourney.com as well as iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever. Find podcasts are sold. It's Football Friday tomorrow. Be there. See you then. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Hey.